Friendships are actually very clever ways of building each other up and learning new things from one another. You want to be really careful about not dating until you feel like you've really let go of the pain and the hurt of the marriage, the disappointment of the marriage. Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're talking about redefining solitude. Ooh, I, I don't even like, as I say that, I sort of go, oh, solitude. Embracing new social horizons after divorce. And really what we're talking about is dealing with loneliness and social changes and divorce, believe it or not, divorce kicks a lot of that up. In fact, even before the divorce starts, we could be experiencing a lot of loneliness. That might be part of what drives the divorce. And uh, this is episode 10 in a series on divorce. We're very near the end of this series. And just a reminder that we've got some live workshops going on right now where you can deal with some of the loneliness by meeting other people and hanging out with them. We've got a Facebook group you can join. Uh, check it out. Check us out. Check the workshops out. More information forthcoming. Go to the website. Okay. Feelings of loneliness are common after divorce. More for men than for women, but still very much for women. And why is that? Because... Women tend to manage the social relationships. And so when men and women get divorced, women tend to take those social relationships with them. That seems ridiculous, right? You got a guy that you're friends with who's part of a couple and uh, you get divorced. So why can't, why are you, or you're getting divorced? Why, why isn't he being friends with you? Why isn't he hanging out with you? Well, because his wife is hanging out with her. And remember what I just told you, women manage the social relationships. And so his wife and, and your wife are deciding what the social relationships are going to be. And you're not going to be part of that. You're not going to be part of that because they might be afraid they're going to catch it. You might not be a part of it because she's running the social relations. That doesn't mean he's going to be hanging out with your wife. It means that his wife and your wife are going to be hanging out and you're probably not going to see much of him. It doesn't make rational sense. But it makes emotional sense. Now, women too can be very lonely because sometimes other couples really do feel that they might catch it, quote unquote. The truth is that when you're going through divorce, most of the friends that you have, unless they've been there, are not going to associate with you as much. They might not even associate with you at all. And so it becomes vital first that you learn how to hang out with yourself. And second, that you learn how to build a new network, new social connections. What does it mean to hang out with yourself? Um, then what are the consequences if you don't? The consequences of not hanging out with yourself are that you jump from one relationship to another. You need to have somebody in your life so desperately that you go from your marriage to someone else. 
and you haven't really processed the divorce yet, you haven't really let go of the marriage yet, you haven't really grieved the loss of the relationship. Um, I've had men come into divorce groups that I've run who were just looking for women to be with. All they could think of is, you know what, if I just replace her, everything will be fine. That mindset doesn't work in the long run. In the long run, they just end up trading out and trading out and trading out. It's a very transactional view of relationships. It doesn't work. Hanging out with yourself looks like getting to know yourself. Hanging out with yourself means giving yourself time to grieve. Hanging out with yourself means having a formal morning process, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Hanging out with yourself means re-examining every friendship and every relationship you have and asking yourself, what was I bringing to it? What were they bringing to it? What do I miss about that? What do I not miss? That's pretty normal for human beings in general. Uh, I'll tell you that I have a friend that I called my best friend for a long time. And uh, we had a falling out over something that I thought was pretty ridiculous. And the decision that I made was that I was too dependent on him for affirmation and friendship. And so I started looking outside of that friendship for more friends, for new friends. I decided that that dependence wasn't healthy. Not that there was something wrong with him, but there was something wrong with me, right? And so that might be part of the process is... What are the relationships where I'm overly dependent? What are the what are the relationships where I'm overly invested? What do I need to do? What is the reason for that? Where else might I turn to grow myself and grow my social connections? And there are all kinds of tips I can give you on meeting people, but the most important thing is to look for people who have interests similar to yours. If you have spiritual interests, then go to a place where the people who have the spiritual interests that you have are. If you have crafts interests, go to the places where the people are doing those crafts. If you have sports interests, go to places where people are doing those sports. Meet people who have commonality with you because you're most likely to meet someone that you can have a successful friendship or more in one of those environments. The reason for this is in any friendship or relationship, there we tend to be about 80% the same as the other person, 60 to 80% the same as the other person, but it is that difference that we are learning from them and they are learning from us, right? Friendships are actually very clever ways of building each other up and learning new things from one another. And so we want to find people who have similar interests and similar pursuits so that we can engage in that. You also want to make sure that you embrace time alone. You want to look at what are the practices that you have that help and support you in being alone? Do you have a meditation practice? Do you have a prayer practice? Do you, are, are you into mindfulness? Are there sports that you like to do that, or, or training that you like to do on your own? Are there things that are particularly enjoyable for you? And I'm not talking about watching television here, though that's certainly an option. I'm talking about things that you feel are fun, that develop and grow you, that you don't mind doing on your own. Maybe it's an animal. Right? I've got, uh, some of you have heard and seen my dog on this podcast because he loves to intrude himself into it in the middle of it for whatever reason. Because usually I'm super anxious about, oh my God, the podcast seems to be perfect. And he comes in and tells me once again that life is never perfect, right? So some of you have met my dog. 
right? I'm into dogs. Um, I really enjoy animals. I, I can hang out with them alone. I can hang out with other people. Any th way that you can develop yourself and expand your social network is going to help you in this time. Look for, in the divorce area, look for divorce groups. There are plenty of free not 12-step uh, groups out there that, around the around divorce that will help you to understand that you are not alone, that will help you to understand that um, there are others like you that will help you meet people who have experience with what you're struggling with and who can give you tips on how to handle what you're struggling with so that you're not struggling with that anymore. Look for ways to expand and grow your network and to learn how to spend more time with yourself at the same time. This is, this is, the, this is the basis for coming through the divorce process stronger and empowered. If you're having trouble with that, maybe you want to look into some professional support. Uh, maybe you want to join a paid group therapy, or maybe you want to hang out with a therapist, or maybe you need some coaching. Uh, part of all of this is going to be getting you ready for when you're when it's time to re-enter the dating world. Now, I'm going to tell you from personal experience, you do not want to re-enter the dating world too early. Now, when I was getting divorced, I I started dating. It was very sudden. I I'm, uh, I found myself dating someone, and I got overly invested in them and they were overly invested in me and it was very unbalanced and you know when I finally woke up to that I was using this person as a kind of bedrock from from the shakiness that my life was going through I stepped out of it and I learned to walk into being alone I w learned how to walk into having time on my own and so you want to be really careful about not dating until you really, until you feel like you've really let go of the pain and the hurt of the marriage, the disappointment of the marriage. The more you can process the things that didn't work, the more opening there's going to be for things that will work. You see what I'm saying? When we're locked into the past, it's very hard for us to be open to the future. Wow. I feel like this is really short and like I'm missing something here. Yeah. Here's what's missing. I once did a whole piece on sex with your ex. It is not unusual when you're going through the divorce process for both of you to be lonely and turn to each other for physical solace. Not only is that unusual, it's actually fairly common. People don't talk about it much, but they do it. They figure, what the hell? It's like... Uh, Enemies with benefits, basically, is where they go. This can be really confusing to the other person. It can be really confusing to you. It's confusing to your children. It's not good for you. And, you know, guys say things like, oh, well, what if she's hot? Yeah, well, so what if she's hot? There are plenty of hot women out there. This is not about being a stud and having sex with someone because they're hot. It's about being wise about how to un untangle a relationship, how to untangle a marriage, right? And you don't untangle a relationship or a marriage by having sex with your partner, soon to be ex-partner, in the process. It makes it longer. It makes the process more expensive. Even if you're considering reconciling with the other parent, sex is off the table. 
right? Sex is something that we do really under these circumstances once we've reestablished that there's a romantic basis. Otherwise, you're just using each other. And it's in this context, it's abuse, right? In this context, it's abuse of trust, abuse of um, safety, abuse of you're in the process of dissolving this thing and you're giving each other a confusing message. It is abuse of self, all right? If this were some random stranger and there were an understanding that you were just releasing some physical tension with a random stranger, that would be completely different because there would be an understanding that that's what you're doing. But in this situation, your unconscious minds and conscious minds have been engaged with each other for years. There is no random strangerness about this as much as you might pretend it, that there is. And if there are children involved, it gives, even though they don't see it and they don't know it, they sense it. They sense that there's something going on. And it can be really cruel for one or both people. Really cruel in that one or both people tend to be ambivalent in the divorce process. And having sex allows that part of you that is ambivalent about the divorce, that doesn't really, maybe doesn't want the divorce, isn't sure about it, to grow stronger when the divorce is really important and a certain thing for you both. The, like I said, the only condition that you have sex with your ex, quote unquote, is when they're not your ex, when you are purposely romancing them. And so no matter how lonely you get, this is not a place you want to go. And if you disagree with that, I would love to hear about it, right? This is a really important topic. So if you like what you're hearing here today, follow us, subscribe. If you have questions or you want to talk to me about this, reach out to me, direct message me, comment on the podcast, reach out to me at rich at richinrelationship.com, R-I-C-H at R-I-C-H-I-N-R-E-L-A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P.com, all one word, richinrelationship.com. I will respond to any questions that you have. Thank you and have a great day. Day.